Welcome to the Branches podcast. Branches is a community of faith, hope and love in the South Orange County. We are a church for people who don't go to church. If you'd like to learn more about our faith or our community, visit our website at branchesoc.com. So we are um, going through the book of Matthew, and I want to show you the passage we're going to be looking at today from Matthew 3.15. And this scripture right here focuses on Jesus meeting John the Baptist, not his first time meeting John the Baptist, but at the Jordan River, and he approaches him to be baptized and as I'm sharing this story uh, with Colin, we, we were together this past week, and we were talking about being baptized. I said, what do you think about baptism? And he said something I hadn't heard before. He goes, that's just way too heavy. And I was thinking, really? Heavy? If you know Colin, he's a heavy guy. He thinks deep. And he said some stuff that was so important that I want to start with that. Because I think it's a good outline for us, how we're going to look at baptism. Because so often we can look at it in in the way that it's not. But he said this. He said, the first time that righteousness is mentioned, and I may mess up some of this so he can correct you later, but um, he said that the first time righteousness is mentioned, it's with Joseph. And it's mentioned when Joseph decides that even though Mary is pregnant and not by him, And that in this community, she can easily be stoned and killed for this. He does the righteous thing and he steps in and says, we're still going to be married. And so he takes on now that guilt and that shame because now he's looked at as a lesser man because he's willing to take her still. And so what he does, Colin says, is he just steps over and covers Mary. The righteous thing that he does is that he covers Mary. How beautiful is that picture? And the whole time he's saying this, I'm like, what in the world does this have to do with baptism? And then he says this. He says, and when I chose to be baptized, what I'm choosing to do is that I'm choosing to follow Jesus and to take on this ministry of covering others. Pretty good, huh? I want you to think of that And I don't want you to lose sight of that. I don't want you to lose sight of that because it's so easy to turn baptism into so many other things. And I have this whole list of things, why we get baptized or why we don't get baptized. And then I thought of this clip. And then I saw this movie clip and it was even better when I played it. And so I want you to see this movie clip. Um, It is from Oh Brother Where Art Thou? There is a couple four letter words slipped in there. I think you can handle it. some kind of a congregation. Care for some gophers? No, thank you, Delmer. A third of a gopher would only arouse my appetite without bedding her back down. Oh, you can have the whole thing. Me and Pete already had one. We ran across a whole gopher village. Oh, brothers, let's go down, let's go down, come on down, come on brothers, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went 
I guess. Hard times flush the chumps. Everybody's looking for answers. Where's well, he going? Delmar's been saved. Well, that's it, boys. I've been redeemed. The preacher done washed away all my sins and transgressions. It's a straight and narrow from here on out. And heaven everlasting's my reward. Delmar, what are you talking about? We got bigger fish to fry. The preacher said all my sins is washed away, including that piggly wiggly I knocked over in Yazoo. I thought you said you was innocent of those charges. Well, I was lying. And the preacher said that that sin's been washed away, too. Neither God nor man's got nothing on me now. Come on in, boys. The water is fine. <sighs> Please forgive me for the colorful language, but I didn't want to miss what I want to share because of a word. The reason that Delmer went in is the reason a lot of people get baptized. Because they think that if they go that their sins will be washed away and now they'll be saved. That's not true. That's not what baptism is. Some people will jump into baptism because they're like, I just need a new life and I'm going to do this. And they think that there's something magical with the water or there's something magical because we prayed over it. Or No, that's not what it is. Some people will avoid baptism because they feel like I'm just not good enough yet. I haven't got it all together. Or they know that they won't be able to keep it together. So I don't want to stand there and get baptized knowing that I'm still going to be blowing it for the rest of my life. I just don't think I can hold up to that standard. I don't know what that standard is that's in our heads, but we create standards. Some people are just, I'm, I'm just too shy. I don't want to do this in front of everybody. Like, am I going to have to wear a robe? Like... It's kind of awkward, isn't it? Like, people may be looking. Like, if we do that here at the harbor in the ocean, what about the people that are just there? They're going to look at me. Isn't that kind of weird? Am I in part of a cult? Because I'm, like, getting in the water and coming. There's all of these reasons why we do it and we don't do it, but many of them are just completely off. And so my hope for us this morning is that we will look at Scripture, we will look at Jesus, and try to look at baptism for what it's supposed to be and not what we try to make it into. So let's go to this passage, and let's get the background here, because John, who is Jesus' cousin, is in the wilderness, and he is baptizing people at the Jordan River. Now, this is a common Jewish ritual. It's not done this way, and not done in this manner, and not for these reasons, but it, what they would do is they were really caught up in being clean. And so they'd have mikvahs, which are basically these pools. Remember the story of Jesus turning the water into wine, and there was those big stone pots? Those are mikvahs. They were used for ceremonial cleaning. Because we all know what it's like, right, to just have that when you're in Mexico. Okay? And you're in Mexico, and you're out there, and you're just in the dirt, and you're building, and you're all sweaty. And then you come back in, and you're like, oh, yeah, here comes the shower. And when you jump into that shower, you just feel different. You feel like you're starting over, Right? Same thing. So they would have these mikvahs, and before they were going to eat, or before any rituals, or before they even went into the temple, they would clean themselves in these mikvahs. 
They would throw it over them like this, or sometimes they would just jump in for more serious things. If someone was going from the Gentile faith, which means either no faith at all, or a faith different from the Jewish faith, and they decided to become Jewish, they would be baptized in the water. And the way they used to do it is they would just take their whole body and they would, they would do hundreds of them or tens or whatever many people were there and they would all go under the water at the same time and come back up. Fresh start, just like getting a shower after a dirty day, right? Well, John turns it all upside down and he says, you need to do this out of repentance. Remember, repentance is not even feeling sorry for what you've done. Not, what, not feeling sorry about knocking over the Piggly Wiggly. That's not the reason to be baptized, Yet, you have all these people that realize that they've fallen. I mean, imagine all in this, around this river with John the Baptist there, you have all of these people there because I'm a liar. Some people there saying, I have anger issues. Other people saying, I have vengeance in my heart. Others who have stolen. Others who have done adultery. Others who are just, they just know they're not who they were made to be. And John doesn't say, hey, come and be baptized so you can get a fresh start. He says you need to turn from your ways and you need to turn to God. Repentance means to turn to God, to turn to him. And because you turn to him, then come be baptized. Not be baptized as part of turn. Because you have turned to God, come and be baptized. And others, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were coming and they're like, look, your heart hasn't changed. You're just going through the motions. Don't bother unless your heart is willing to go in a different direction. Unless you're willing to turn to God and away from this religion that you've created. And so basically John is very combative with them. And then Jesus comes. And John knows who Jesus is. And so John, as Jesus is coming to be baptized, John tries to talk him out of it. Think about that. No, 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 no. You really shouldn't be doing this. I should be the one being baptized by you. And then Jesus says this. Let it be so now. It is proper. Only time that I know of that Jesus used the word proper. Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this. To fulfill all righteousness. Which is another way to say this is the right thing to do. Jesus is sinless. So if he's sinless... And he's already turned to God. Then why is he doing this? And I want to bring us back to what Colin said. When he talked about for him what it was to be baptized. Because he realized he would be following in the ministry of Jesus. This is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Right after this is when he goes into the desert that we talked about last week. And then he's going to go and he's going to turn the water into wine as his first miracle. As his first work. Priests, before they would go and and would perform their duties, would go to the mikvah and would clean themselves. Did that really make them clean? No, but it's a preparation. And I believe he's setting a standard for all of us that when we get baptized, we realize we are starting ministry. This isn't about getting your stuff washed away. It's not about clearing your bank account. It's not about getting out of debt. This is about understanding that you are now entering into ministry, that every member is a ministry, that every person, every human being was created to care for another, to care for others. That's what we're here for. Jesus says this needs to happen because it's the right thing to do. And so baptism 
even for Jesus, was the right thing to do. And he believes it for us as well because he commanded the disciples, as we're going to look here in Matthew 28, which is later. So we're kind of jumping ahead in Matthew. But he says, go into all the world. Or as we've talked about before, the word go means as you are going, while you're going through life. It doesn't mean, hey, travel to another country. It means while you're going through life, make disciples of all the nations. What's a disciple? Someone that's following Jesus, an apprentice, someone that's learning under him. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So he's commanding them to go out and to baptize others. But remember, they're disciples first. Then they're baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And here's another thing that gets lost a lot. And I want to make sure that we, we really understand this. And, and it happened in the video where they believed that if they went to go and be baptized, then, then they would be saved. Or if some people think, I need to get baptized because if I don't get baptized, I'm not going to be saved. That's not true. That's not biblical. That's not how Jesus lived it out. In Luke 23, 43, you don't need to go there if you want. You know the story, but if you want to open up your Bibles, you can look. There's not a slide for it. But in Luke 23, 43, 40 through 43, Jesus is on the cross. And as he's on the cross... There are two criminals on either side. And one of the criminals is arguing with the other criminal. Saying, "How this is the Son of God. We deserve to be here. He doesn't. And then he says, remember me, Jesus. And Jesus says this, today you will be with me in paradise. Now there is so much wrapped up in that. And we've talked about that before. But there's no baptism that happened here. Because that's not what saves us. The word save meaning taking us from a bad situation to the situation that God wants us to be, which is with him. That's what it means to be saved, to be with God. So to be with God, you don't need to get baptized. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. I want you to see this one because you need to remember this for all the stuff that we do, thinking we need to earn God's love, that we need to earn his pulling us out of our situation. Paul says this to the church in Ephesus. And this is all through Scripture. All through. Jesus says things like this all the time, but I love the way this is phrased. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Think about that. How often do we try to earn God's love or his approval or just at least to think that we have enough points so that we can be closer with God? And it is a gift of God. It's not from us. It's not by works. There's nothing that we can do, including baptism, to get that. It is by grace that we have been saved. It is by grace that Jesus covers us. It is by grace that Jesus looks at that criminal and says, you will be with me in paradise today. That guy has done nothing to earn it. He's gone through none of the rituals. So it has nothing to do with being saved. Yet, Jesus said it's the right thing to do. Jesus commanded us that as we go and share this good news with others, that we also call them to baptism. 
So it is important, but it's not necessary for salvation. So what is it? And that's what I want to close with, because that's the part where it gets kind of fuzzy, right? So this is what it is. Using that imagery of the covering, um, there was a group, uh, the Westminster group. They got together, Westminster, and, and the Church of England said, look, here's the deal. We're all confused on our faith. We need you guys, all the experts, to get together. And you need to decide the basics of the faith. And so they spent five years, these group of people, going through it. And most faiths have adopted this. Most Christian faiths have said, this is accurate. This is orthodox. This is right on. This is righteousness. Take it. And this is what they said about baptism. They said baptism is a sign and it's a seal. It's a sign. We've talked about, like, think of a sign. If you want to drive and you want to find something, you're looking for the signs. We all know what it's like to look for the in and out sign, right? It's a sign. And the sign is not that important. It's to point you somewhere else. Baptism, we're not supposed to keep staring at baptism. Baptism points to something, but it doesn't point to us. It points to what Jesus has done. It points to Jesus covering us. It points to his grace. It points to his life and his death and his resurrection. That's what baptism is supposed to do. So that's why when we say, when you get baptized, invite your friends and family, not because, hey, we want them to see you go under the water as much as we want them to know where this came from. You need to share with them, this is why I'm doing this. Because I have put my trust in Jesus. I believe. And this is what I believe. It's a sign that doesn't point to us, it points away. But it's a sign and it's a seal. Now, we don't use this as often. Uh, unless you're really crafty. But at the time, and this is all through Scripture as well, this word seal, because this has been used for centuries. It was their way of encrypting an envelope. It was their way of encrypting something. So if they were to send something from the king, and they were to send it out, and they wanted to know, hey, this is from the king, they would put wax on it, and then they would seal it with only the seal that he could have. And then you would know if it was opened. Right? But also, it would let you know where it came from. Uh, they would also put the seal on the people that worked in the community. They would have the seal on their chest. They would have the seal on their helmets. Or they would have it, it would be everywhere. Because the people in the kingdom all belonged to the king. In fact, that word seal was also used for tattoos. If you were to like say, hey, I'm going to work for you for the rest of my life. Not the indentured slave situation, but slave... They would have a tattoo, which means I belong to you. I have your seal right here. And we're like, well, I don't do those seals anymore. I just send emails. I don't even know what this thing's about. But you do know what a seal is. Because many of you in this room are wearing one right now. It's called a wedding ring. Because this also is a seal. Here's the beauty. When I proposed to Steph, and we had the ring, and I put it on her finger. It was like, yes. It was beautiful for me, because when I put it on her finger, I was like, thinking of every other dude on this planet. I'm like, yeah. Because I knew, I knew that they were all looking at her hand. She had spent her life walking around in beauty, and dudes going, hey, boo. You know, after they looked at everything else, then they look right there to see if she had the ring. Because if you see someone else with a ring, then you know that they are promised to somebody else. They belong to someone. 
I love doing weddings. It's my favorite part when they exchange the rings. They share those vows, but you can't see the vows. And then you have the ring, and the ring goes on, and it's the, it's the visible symbol of the invisible promise, of the invisible seal. And I get to look at those couples, and, I, and even the dudes, guys that look like JoJo, have you know, girls are looking at his hands. Now they look at JoJo's hand, and they're like, oh, man. I don't know what that's like, but I've seen it happen before. But it's that understanding, that, that depth of sitting there with that couple up there at the wedding and knowing they belong to each other. And now everybody can see that. Baptism is that visible seal. Do we understand that? That's what it is. And we put it off for all reasons or we avoid it. I waited until the day I got married because I was a, I was a youth pastor. And I'm like, oh, I should probably, you know, get baptized. But if I go and get baptized and people go, oh, you didn't already get baptized? Why didn't you do that? Who cares what everybody, everybody thinks? It's that ceremony. It's that where I made that decision. And I'd already made the decision, but I made it that visible symbol. Go, you know what? Here it is. And I could have not done it, but the right thing to do was to do it. Even Jesus was baptized. It's the right thing to do to fulfill all righteousness. I cannot explain all the details of that. I don't understand. I'm sure Jesus is going to have a seminar on it when we're in heaven. He's going to explain it. But no one's really going to give you the full answer of why. Is it really that big of a deal? Why don't we just skip over that? I don't know, but I do know this, that Jesus did it, and he commanded that we all go through it. Father, I thank you um, just for the excitement of being able to share this great truth that we belong to you, Lord. And um, this baptism, this process, uh, it's beautiful. Lord, I remember that morning and Dana um, right there at Three Arch Bay, right before I got married, Lord. The mentor who helped walk me towards you, who is still such a role model in my life, um, who covered me uh, when I was in college, looked out for me, and... um, Love me. And Lord, he was really just following through with how you loved him. You covered him through others, and then he covered me. Father, I pray uh, for my children. I pray for our children, Lord, that they wouldn't get baptized thinking they need to do it as some kind of thing to check off a box. But that they would come to know your love for them. To know that you covered them. And Lord, for our community of faith, we ask that you would always give us the opportunity and that you would push us out of our comfort zone to cover others. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.